You're now listening to the Hot Take Podcast with Stephen Blake, your source for everything fantasy football. Here are your hosts, Stephen Taroni of Fantrax HQ and Blake Sullivan of Roto Ballers. Welcome in. This is the Hot Take Podcast. We are back and better than ever. Got a great show for you today. I'm excited to get into it. We're going to talk Super Bowl. Going to get into some prop bets. Uh, talk about the line, a little over under, and we have a special guest on the show today, Rick Rosen of Boom Fantasy. What's going on, Rick? You murdered it. What's going on? Boom Fantasy at the Rick Rosen live here. Hot Take Pod Super Bowl week. Can it get any better? Next year in Miami, right, guys? We'll all be together. Oh, you're trying I'll, to I'll go? Yeah. At SB five four. Wow. Now that How are you looking ahead to next year? That would be fantastic. I think What's your favorite that, uh, Will Smith song, and why is it Miami? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but I do know that Blake would be driving. So, uh, Blake, <laughs> come to the East Coast. You can actually scoop me and Rick up. Um, wow. <laughs> and then we'll just go south from there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if I can put that many miles on my car, man. That would be quite a journey. Uh, just, get, just getting up to where you guys are would be a journey, let alone going down to Miami. You right, figure well, out how to get to Miami, and uh, Miami takes care of the rest. I think that's on a bumper sticker. I'll drive our rental car around Miami. That's what we'll do. We'll put it on the back burner because it sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, getting us in, the, in a room, getting a little crazy. Uh, hey, Blake, it's going to be Giants Chiefs, so you're going to have to go. <laughs> oh, no. I love that. Blake, how you feeling, man? It's been a couple weeks since we've been on the hot take. I'm excited to uh, bring everybody another show. Yeah, it's been a while doing the every two-week thing now. Uh, probably what we'll be doing going forward is every two weeks. Maybe we're going to be getting onto YouTube some with some video content. We'll see about that. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's kind of building up all this intense anticipation for the Super Bowl this week. Uh, for me, I don't know if I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to mean that football's over. But I like the offseason. That anticipation is like waiting for Christmas morning. Uh, and then when Christmas morning comes, the rest of the day kind of sucks. But, you know, going up to it is a lot of fun. So that's really why I like the offseason get to look at a lot of these rookies in the draft. Uh, we're going to talk about some of them, some free agents moving forward. Obviously, a lot of mock drafts and rankings debates like how we started the show this season. So definitely going to get back into that this summer. And I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. There's going to be a lot of build up to the NFL draft. Uh, we'll definitely cover some of the guys that we're looking for and, you know, talk about a few of the scenarios that we would anticipate for fantasy football. Uh, talk about some of these free agents. I'm actually working on a couple pieces right now. Um, and a series uh, for the free agent um, market this this offseason for fantasy football. Just talking about some guys who kind of interest me uh, going into running backs right now and then into wide receivers in a couple weeks. Um, but on the hot take, we're going to get you some mock drafts in the offseason, uh, talk about some of the upcoming rookies, and then just catch up on all the latest news. But we'll probably do once every couple weeks, like Blake said, instead of the, your weekly show. But for today... I want to talk a little bit about uh, Boom Fantasy, Rick. So talk to the viewers about what Boom Fantasy is and why they should be on it. Well, there's a couple of edges to Boom Fantasy. First of all, thanks for having me on the Hot Take Pod to talk about Boom Fantasy. And uh, when you talk about DraftKings, FanDuel, these are not perfect daily fantasy sports sites. They're just the first ones, right? So as sports betting and daily fantasy develop, you see this new crop of product that brings something different to the table. And the best part about Boom Fantasy is you could submit a lineup in 
less than 90 seconds. That was the whole gear. It's a casual game that didn't require uh, spreadsheets or, or meticulous roster building. Uh, there's no roster construction. Boom Fantasy is a series of statistical comparison questions. Uh, for Super Bowl, we're talking who's going to have more passing yards, Tom Brady or Jared Goff, and uh, who's going to have receiving yards out, out of four players. And what we're doing there is – giving you the tools to very quickly jump into a real money fantasy contest. We have head to heads tournaments and jackpot contests and the jackpots are really starting to climb into the Super Bowl tonight. Our dollar jackpot is up to $1,400. And if you got four bucks, you got a shot at a million bucks guys. Nice. And you know, when I think about it and you know, me and my buddies, we look into DraftKings a lot, you know, Blake, I know that you're a big FanDuel guy. Um, and you know, we, my buddy who actually just got his PhD uh, thinks that he can make an algorithm that can help with his lineups, right? Like that's what he's thinking. That's the kind of level that he's on right now. Now it's it kind of sounds like with boom fantasy, it's kind of like a level playing field. Like you, you're not going against these people that have these algorithms that gives them the, the advantage. Well, not only that, there's just no whales. If you're going to enter a tournament, you're going to enter a jackpot contest. You're not playing against Chipotle addict, uh, chess is okay, uh, Peter Jennings, CSU Rams. These guys just aren't playing boom. Uh, if you're going to get into a, a boom fantasy tournament, you're going to be filled with, with casual players, guys with kids who can't sit around and crack a lineup all night. You right. know? And uh, when it comes to the jackpot contests, even, you're not even playing against players. You're essentially playing against the house because the jackpot contests require a perfect entry. So it's a dollar, four questions. You got to get all four of four. Uh, to take down that $1,400 we talked about. So it's a different way to play. We also have a streaks format where you just have to answer one question and you move up a pyramid and uh, it's $2 into $20,000, one to 10,000. You're 10,000 Xing your bet at Boom Fantasy. And if you don't want to go the full streak, we have a full marketplace for buying and selling streaks. It's a different approach to daily fantasy without the majority of the things that weigh down DraftKings and FanDuel. Most of the things that, require your time commitment, uh, assessing value, roster construction, uh, game theory, uh, and different players in a GPP. None of those things exist at Boom. Just fill out your lineup and go enjoy the game. I love it. I want you to talk about that marketplace real quick because I've checked it out and it's really cool. Uh, for somebody who's a high risk taker, uh, there's a lot of really good opportunity to get a high payout in that format. And if you're somebody who likes to play it safe and you get a streak going, you know, it's nice to be able to sell out that streak and make money before, uh, you know, if, if you don't want to take the risk, you want to take the guaranteed money. It's, it's right there for you if you want to sell out. Yeah. One month in the streaks launching one of our, uh, more active users, Anthony, he took a 25 cent streak all the way to the last step. Didn't want to play it, flipped it for $400 to a higher stakes player because there's levels to DFS, right? There's quarter chunky grinders and there's thousand dollar head to head players. And boom has that too. So, you take your quarter entry, bring it to the top. He sold it for $440. And that user, ATL777, took that $400 question. He needed to guess Madison Bumgarner's exact strikeouts because it was baseball season. And he did. He turned $400 into $2,500. That's a good investment on both ends. Everybody won. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. And on the hot take, you know, at this point in the season, we want to talk about uh, different platforms for DFS because – you know, at this point in the season, obviously, there's we still want scale in the game. Uh, you still want to feel part of it. Uh, I know that you know the Super Bowl, like you said, Blake. Like, look, I'm not that interested in either team. I, you know, I have no like, no uh, no dog in the fight. 
I kind of want some skill in this. So Boom Fantasy is definitely a good option. Um, we're going to definitely get into some of those props. But first, let's get into uh, what we really think is going to happen in this game because, you know, something that we talk about in the hot take a lot when we talk about fantasy output and kind of foreseeing uh, the results is we want to talk about the narrative. What's going to happen in this game? It's Super Bowl, obviously. We have a 57-point over-under. Like, are you feeling that? Like, is, is it really going to be a high-scoring game or is it going to be a lower-scoring game like we've seen in some of these playoff games? You know, that's really tough for me to decide because I think that running game is really good for the Rams. Todd Gurley's going to show up after, quite honestly, a pitiful couple of weeks. Uh, C.J. Anderson's looked really good. And those two guys are going to both have some success. But I'm a little bit worried about taking it over in this game, even though you look at what Tom Brady does every year in the Super Bowl. He's going to get you 400-plus yards, three-plus touchdowns. But that that Patriots run game with Sony Michelle, they're going to be able to choose some clock too. So you got two really good run-capable teams. I don't know how often they're going to be, you know, just throwing 30 or 40-yard chunk plays. So I think I would personally take the under in that. I like Pats minus three. Uh, I think they're going to win, but I think the defenses are going to show up a little bit. They're going to get some stops, maybe a turnover or two as well. Yeah, Rick, what do you, how are you feeling about this game? Like, what is, is it going to be a high-scoring game over that 57? I just want to do some narrative busting real quick. Todd Gurley hasn't had two bad weeks. He was awesome against the Cowboys in the divisional round. And while I do think that the Patriots can chew clock, that the Chiefs-Patriots game was 17-14 in the fourth quarter. And that's why I think a total of 57 is so dangerous. Because at any time, this game could explode into a shootout. And we saw it with Chiefs and, uh, and Patriots. And granted, the Rams don't have the same explosive offense that the Chiefs do. But we know they could, they could turn into a four or five play drive and just go right down the field. So the number 57 makes me really nervous. What I think the real key will be is who is more adept at getting two tight ends or a fullback onto the field and really controlling the pace of the game. It's something the Patriots took great pride in on their playoff run. And this is going to be their biggest challenge going against that interior of the Rams. If the Patriots are not able to control Aaron Donald, this game is dead in the water, right? Yep. So I think when you come down to how the Patriots will approach the game, that's got to be their number one. So I don't expect the same inside run scheme that was so effective against the Chiefs because the Chiefs were getting gashed by inside run game literally all season. The Seahawks game jumps out to me as the blueprint to beat uh, the 2017-2018 Chiefs. So, or 2018, 2019. So when we get into this matchup, the Patriots are going to have to find a way to keep their run game going because that'll fuel play action and that'll keep Brady protected because Brady cannot take hits. Uh, he's one of the worst against, uh, in, in, against pressure this season. And the teams that did the most pressure to him, uh, Tennessee, Jacksonville, Detroit, all did it up the middle. So if the Rams are able to duplicate that game plan, they're going to be very successful. On the other side of the ball, the Patriots are going to play that press man coverage that works so well against the Chiefs. And this time, this matchup will be effective two weeks, two games in a row. And uh, the Rams receivers really struggle with that press man. So will the Rams be able to exercise their will against a Patriots defensive line that has really come alive in the playoffs with a bunch of no-name guys? Yeah, it's going to be – so you got the Patriots who obviously are going to do anything they can to protect Brady. So that's their number one focus. And then you have the Rams, who their number one focus is to get to Brady. It's yeah. going to be, I mean, and you're going to have amazing players in Aaron Donald and Adama Kasu trying to do this. So really, 
you know, the best that you can ask for trying to go up against, a, you know, a plan to, to stop that. So who is going to win? Eventually, they will get to Brady at some point. But I don't think it's going to be a catastrophic, uh, you know, sort of thing. I think that the Patriots are going to protect Brady enough to get him the ball to the flat, get it to Julian Edelman, and that's going to be the key is the, the underneath passing, which I think will be there. So I, I really believe that it could get close to that 57 points. I do – obviously, it's tough to bet against the Patriots. So if you're, if you're going to take the line I, – I mean, I would take the Patriots at minus three. But, of course, the reward is going to be there with the Rams and that plus three. I, I could see a scenario where the Rams came, come to play. And, you know, you brought it up, Rick. Both teams are going to try to run the ball. They're going to try to establish the run. I have more faith in the Patriots establishing that run, especially when you consider – Well, especially when you consider that the Patriots, you know, they're allowing last week 30 yards to the running back position, 19 yards rushing the, the week before that against the Chargers. I mean, you know, that's against players that have had success recently. Yeah, but um, I don't mean to cut you off. I, yeah. My biggest pushback on that narrative is that the Patriots were all over both of those teams in the first quarter. Sure. So the first quarter will determine a lot. So if, you know, if the Rams are able to establish that run somehow or get a lead, then yeah, I, then I, I think that things could change. Um, obviously, you don't want to dismiss Todd Gurley, and C.J. Anderson has been playing great. Uh, so both of those guys could get it going. But I think that most of the damage would be done through the air for Todd Gurley. I think that that's where he will get loose um, in this game. Patriots, notoriously slow Super Bowl starters. They don't come out the gate dropping touchdowns. That has not been their style. They feel the game out, and they, they, they really start coming alive in the second half. But very, very, very slow starters, especially in the last few Super Bowls. I like it. And yeah, that, that's very true. They, the main thing they need to do is if they can get a stop or two against the Rams early so that they can feel out the game and establish that run game. Yeah. Then, then I think the, the Patriots are going to be in a really good spot. What's going to be bad for them is if they let the Rams score on the first drive or two and then let the Rams establish their run game. That's what's yeah. really going to be a problem for the Patriots. I think that on both sides we have cornerbacks that are suspect. Um, you know, Tlaib, Peters, I, to me, those are two of the better cornerbacks, but they give up big plays. Um, yeah. Marcus Peters is in the slot especially, uh, you know, they're kind of – big playmakers and they're risk takers. So they're going to give up a lot. I think that you're going to have potential for uh, Patriots receivers. And on the other side, you know, it'd be interesting. I don't think Belichick wants Brandon Cooks to feast, right? I think he's, that's going to be a guy that they're going to be kind of honed in on. Um, and especially, you know, the big play to take that away would be Brandon Cooks, just like they did with Tyreek Hill, uh, you know, the week before. So um, let's get into some of these props here. Rick, why don't you lead us off and just explain the props uh, as we go, and we'll start off with uh, the first one there with uh, Brady and Goff. All right, so the way Boom Fantasy works, uh, shout-out to the users watching on Boom Fantasy, right? Y'all, Boom Boom Nation, what's up? It's Hot Take Pod. It's your boy, Rick. Um, <laughs> it's a series of statistical comparison questions, right? So we answer all four. We're going to be jackpot winners. And, and why don't I, I, I take one of you guys in each hand and we walk into jackpot town, all right? Let's do it. The first, question is, me. the first question is going to be, who's going to have more passing yards, Tom Brady or Jared Goff? And 
this can be really tight. Tom Brady's prop is currently at 294.5. Jared Goff is at 285. And when it comes to comparison props, which are not always around, but they do have them for Super Bowl, Tom Brady is minus 10.5 passing yards uh, against Jared Goff in this game. So Vegas says Brady, and uh, I'm inclined to agree with him. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, it's, it's got to be Brady for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm there too. The last three Super Bowls he's been in, 328, 466, and 505. So uh, I, I thought about that, but the attempts yards. in all of those games are crazy. That is true. Well, And part of that is you look at that Atlanta game, it's a huge comeback they mounted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then if you look at the Philly game, it was only an eight-point game. But that leads to me thinking that's going to happen again this year with the line only at three points. Uh, I think this is going to be a close game. And the thing you have to consider too is, and I mean, this doesn't really affect the prop that much, but you have to consider overtime being a factor in this game. One of these teams might get a chance in overtime to try to win it, uh, which would be really fun to watch. But it's definitely something to consider if you're looking at the over-under. But as far as the yards go, I mean, Jared Goff just doesn't have the experience, which maybe a lot of people are going to be taking Tom Brady. So if you want to, take Jared Goff kind of be different from people. That's something to look at. But I think for me, it'd have to be Brady. Well, we kind of, you know, brushed across uh, this little picture that we're painting here as far as narrative town, right? And what we're talking about, what you brought up, Rick, was that the Rams could potentially get up early. And Mm -hmm. if they're able to do that, then we're going to see Tom Brady throwing the ball a lot in the second half, which is something we've seen before. Now, in only two of these Super Bowls that he's played, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. In eight Super Bowls, Brady is thrown for less than 40 times twice. And in that 505 game last year, 505 yards, he, he only threw for 48. So he did that actually two other times, 48 times. Um, you know, and 505 was actually huge. So he's probably going to throw it over 40 times, I would say. Yeah. 62 was the outlier there in that Atlanta game. Big time. Yeah. So we could definitely see Brady throwing the ball a lot. I really just don't see a scenario where, you know, and if, especially if they're up early, why would Goff need to throw? I think that McVay is going to, you know, call the game, not conservative at all. You know, that's not who he is. He's not a Jason Garrett, but <laughs> – he will let you know his playmakers kind of win the game for him and not have Jared Goff do all the work. I think it's going to be Brady at the end of the day getting those passing yards. So in my mind, I see Brady over 300, and I wonder how he gets there. Especially I wonder how he gets there with Sonny Michelle getting a big projected workload. Right. And then you think about the AFC Championship game, the Patriots – completely dominated Brady had 348 and Sonny Michelle had 29 carries so it's not you you don't have to pick and choose where the Patriots volume comes from because if they're going to be on the field as much as they usually are and call more plays than any other team something they usually do it it shouldn't be a question about how they're going to come up with these numbers because their volume plus their narrow distribution of targets works out for everyone from a fantasy perspective. I think Brady's the smash here. All right, well, we can move along to rushing yards. Yeah, let's do this, it. Is where the, this is where it gets really interesting, right? So <laughs> rushing yards, we immediately go from two people to four people. So who's going to have the most rushing yards? Sony Michelle, Todd Gurley, CJ Anderson, or James White? 
Sony Michel's rush yards are at 79 and a half at Bovada. Gurley is at 61, but minus 125. So a little juice there. And CJ Anderson is at 44 and a half. So Vegas is so split on C.J. Anderson, Todd Gurley. And if you have a strong gut opinion over which back you think is the lead dog, this would be the weekend to do the investing because you have a ton of edge. over. Two, they could both go over 100 yards. And the fact that Todd Gurley, the best running back in the league, arguably, has his yardage total at under 65 yards, it feels like a steal, right? It really does. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm smashing Todd Gurley on that all day. Now, as far as the four guys, it's – for me, it's between Gurley and Sony. Yeah, and and I would I would give it to Gurley because at this point, I hope that he's healthy enough to get that kind of workload. And you know, it's a Super Bowl, obviously, so he's gonna get that work if he is capable of doing it. I don't buy the Gurley health narrative. He was great against Dallas. I think the biggest, the worst thing to happen to Gurley in the Saints game was the tipped catch interception. I think McVeigh said you're pressing go have a seat and CJ Anderson is a calm, sturdy, thick veteran who isn't going to be asked to do too much and also doesn't feel the burden of having to do too much. Like someone like Todd Gurley or like a Zeke would have, right? Right. Like those people feel a little bit more responsible for their team's win or lose. CJ Anderson has been on the Rams for four weeks. Right. Well, but I do think that if, he was he was unhealthy at one point. Obviously, he was sure, 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 sure. Yeah, it's definitely the want. If he's not, let's say that he is completely healthy, there's definitely the concern to not overplay him. But all that goes out the window in the, in the Super Bowl. So I, I want to point out that I didn't say this uh, in the comparison prop where you can put one player against another in betting. Sony Michelle is minus 15 and a half over Gurley at minus 130. So juiced up and 15 yards in the bag. So while Gurley. I think is obviously the better running back. Michelle's workload plus production in the past, I mean, 29 carries in the AFC Championship. He finished with less than four yards of carry. Great job by the Chiefs clamping in the second half. But good God, his workload is superior. So, yeah, I think Gurley uh, between the two with C.J. Anderson and Gurley, I'm, I'm going to go Gurley there. But you're right, the workload for Sony Michelle is just astronomical. Um, of course, we could both be wrong, and it could be James White. But I'm thinking that James White is going to have a big day in the passing game. Yeah, no, I think James White can have an okay game, but not in the fact that he can win this rushing question with the other three guys involved. And that brings me to what I was about to say is the most interesting facet from a fantasy prop perspective for the Patriots is the running back distribution work. Because we know they want to pound the ball to Sonny Michel, but I, Stephen, am a longstanding Rex Burkhead believer. Hmm. And I had Rex Burkhead anytime touchdown in the AFC Championship. Oh, and now it. that has been priced down all the way to oblivion where it's, it's, there's barely any edge there. But yeah. I will probably be taking it again. Yeah. And the way that the Patriots get two running backs on the field causes problems for defenses and should be an issue in this game. The next prop is most receiving yards. And this is always one of the trickiest questions for Boom Fantasy jackpots. Julian Edelman. Rob Gronkowski, uh, sorry, in this particular, it, for the Super Bowl, it's Julian Edelman, Brandon Cooks, Rob Gronkowski, and Robert Woods. Edelman's prop is at 80.5. Uh, Brandon Cooks is at 75.5 with the over at plus 100, so leaning low. 
Gronkowski over 54 and a half and Bobby Woods is the D bet below Gronkowski, which usually means less likely, but his Vegas prop is up at 70.5. So it is interesting to see how much respect Gronk is given for this, what could be his final game. Right. While acknowledging at the same time that the Rams do have a balanced receiving attack. But I think the strength of the Patriots secondary, especially in press man coverage, could be the defining difference. No, I mean, dude, I, I, I hear you. It's gonna be it's gonna be tight with this as far as which receiver I mean, look, Brady's gonna try to get Gronk involved to some point, yes, but I don't think that that's gonna be, you know, able to get the most yards of these you know, receivers. Julian Edelman has been playing outstanding. Um, you have to imagine that the Rams are going to be prepared for that. So Brandon Cooks, you know, is the burner of this group, obviously. Uh, but I do think that Belichick is not going to want this man. Uh, you know, the, the biggest thing that, you know, the Patriots try to take away is not only the other team's best player, which in this case, it's going to be Todd Gurley. So that's one thing to consider. Uh, but the big play threat. Now, especially a former Patriot, uh, you know, there's going to be – Brandon Cooks is going to want to have a huge game, and the Patriots are going to want to shut him out. So then I look at Robert Woods, who's been consistent all year. If you play fantasy football, if you've listened to the hot take, you know that Robert Woods was a wide receiver one this season. Mm-hmm. And he was that I'm guy. Dubs guy. He was that guy every week that you could plug into your lineups and you would be safe for a good, you know, 12 to 15 points. I would be inclined to take Robert Woods in this scenario. I don't mind it at all. I think that um, one name you will hear a lot on the broadcast if the Rams fall behind is Cooper Cup because he is a press man breaker. He'd be perfect, the perfect counter to what the Patriots are trying to do. Excellent in man coverage yep. and working over the middle. And losing him is a big blow. But I also agree Brandon Cooks is a, a, a weapon. I don't know if Belichick will be able to straight take him away, but I do know that they have the speed and the scheme to greatly limit what he does. I think Brandon Cooks could have a big game in so that he doesn't need that many targets. Right. Whereas if I'm looking for a boom fantasy question winner, I have a really hard time going away from Julian Edelman. If you discount week 17, Julian Edelman's on five straight weeks of double-digit targets. He's got 23 targets in two playoff games. That's stupid. That's way more than Julian Edelman's supposed to be getting. And he, he's become the focal point of, of the Patriots receiving core. Even on third down, we all know the ball's going to him. And he's got the hands to match. So from this point, I, I don't play other DFS, but I understand he's the most expensive player on the single-game Super Bowl slate. And right. I do think that his upside is absolutely tremendous. I agree. I, I think that most people are going to be uh, pumping the Julian Edelman button there. Um, and I, I don't think it's, it's, it's a bad play at all. He's been absolutely on a tear. The only reason why I would fade him in this sort of situation uh, is because he's been so good that I feel like the Rams are going to be locked in on him. They have the personnel to, to cover him, but we've seen Marcus Peters get destroyed. You know, that being said, I, I just think that, you know, there, there's a better play there. And I, I don't know who it is between like uh, the Brandon cooks or Robert Woods. Um, you can kind of like, do you automatically rule out Gronkowski here? Do I rule out Gronkowski in this question? Yeah. Uh, 
for receiving yards, right? I mean, in terms of most receiving yards, I would not pick Rob Gronkowski for my boom fantasy question. I think that he's the least likely, but I understand why he's here. And I understand that he could have a big game. I mean, he, he didn't have a bad game against the chiefs. It was clear. He was part of the game plan. He finished with 79 yards and I will probably be taking his over prop. But when it comes to a boom fantasy jackpot, I always look for upside. And when it comes to receiving yards, uh, I always look for yak. When for, for running back, I like to look for carries. But when it comes to receiving yards, I need some yak for most receiving yards. And to me, that's Cooks, Edelman, and maybe Robert Woods. But Woods has been quieter than I'd like him to be in the playoffs because pe- teams are aware of the kind of weapon he is. Yeah, definitely. So I, I don't believe that, uh, that he'll be my guy. The more I talk about this, the more it looks like uh, Edelman to me, and it's not close. I hear you, man. And, and Edelman is the, the initial one that I, I think jumps off the page. Uh, you're right. Um, Woods hasn't been – he's been used, but he hasn't been getting the, the, the yards or the yak, anything like that. Last week, six for 33 against New Orleans. Now, that's with a very good Saints defense. Um, uh, one that's better than the Patriots. So I think that Woods- it's better than the Patriots, but their secondary is not. And, and the Patriots, the way they scheme, I wouldn't necessarily say the Saints have a better defense than the Patriots. I agree in some aspects uh, when the Saints are firing all cylinders on their pass rush, but overall, the Patriots defense has played really well and they are disciplined and they are going to do the right things on Sunday. Yeah, well, the Saints' rush defense is without a question better, but the, absolutely when we're talking about, let's say, like the best player in the secondary for both teams it's it's Marshawn Lattimore for sure um so sure but you don't, you don't want to get down to that PJ Williams Eli Apple territory and then right. on the other side the Patriots still got guys right agreed agreed um so I'm not sure how often Lattimore was on Woods last week was my point there okay um, but uh let's do a quick reset for boom fantasy because I got people in the chat this is I'm doing a guest spot right now on the hot take pod Steve why don't you talk for just a quick minute about what this is yeah, the Hot Take Podcast um, is essentially a fantasy football pod. We do predominantly season-long. Myself and Blake Sullivan going to bring you off-season stuff all year, talking about you know mock drafts, the free agent pool, um, and get you ready for the NFL draft. So we're a season-long predominantly. Um, in the playoffs, we've been doing a lot of DFS stuff. That's why we have uh, my guy Rick on today talking about some boom fantasy. Love it. So, so Blake, uh, can you get in here and talk about some of these receivers real quick? Yeah, I think I'm definitely going to be on the Edelman train as well. I just don't see a scenario that Gronk could outdo him just because of that speed in the open field. Uh, people are going to be able to catch up to him. Edelman's got a little bit more speed where he can create some separation if he does get a seam that's open. Uh, and like you said, on third down, you know the ball is going to Edelman. Even though the defense is going to know it, he's still going to catch the ball a lot of times. Uh, as far as Robert Woods, yeah, he's definitely got a lot of upside. Uh, But like you said, I think that the Patriots defense is very disciplined. The Rams defense is extremely talented, but I don't know if they're as disciplined as the Patriots defense is. They're not. They're not. I'll tell you right right now. Right. Yeah, they're not. I like their front, but I don't think they're, you know, unless they can get in a ton of pressure on Brady, which I don't think they're going to be able to. That's the only scenario where I see Brady not being able to get the ball to Edelman. And he's going to be dumping uh, and, it. And they're going to put – yeah, exactly. They're going to put slants in and stuff. To, they're going to be able to get the ball to Edelman, even if there is pressure. So, uh, for me, just looking at the volume that he's gotten over the last few weeks in previous Super Bowls, the experience is there. I'm not worried about him having drops 
whereas Brandon Cooks – or, excuse me, well, Brandon Cooks could too, but uh, Robert Woods, maybe some of the nerves will get to him. I'm, like we said earlier, uh, if the Rams settle in and really get that run game going, I don't know how much they're going to look to throw against that Patriots defense. So, Rick, real quick, uh, just to clear things up, like if I picked Robert Woods, it, I have the same reward if I picked like Brandon Cooks. It doesn't matter. If I'm right, I'm right. You're winning a, you want to win the question, yeah. In head-to-head in tournament formats, there is a score element for how much better you do than everybody else. You'll get, you'll get points per yard and then a bonus for winning the question. What matters most is winning the question. Got it. Yeah, in this case, um, you know, I, I like Robert Woods is kind of like, you know, a guy that not pe- a lot of people are going to pick yeah. um, that could end up getting it. But I think that especially if we are going Brady, like if we were, if you, if you're saying Brady's going to get those highest yards, you probably want to get somebody like an Edelman um, with this question as well. Um, I just can't lock in double-digit targets for Cooks and Woods, and I can absolutely lock in double-digit targets for Julian Edelman. All right, so we got Rick Rosen on the show. Uh, we are talking a little boom fantasy, kind of get into some of these props here. So, Rick, any other props that you got uh, that you really want to talk about? Any of these contests? Well, so, guys, I know it seems like a boom fantasy jackpot is a walk in the park, but the fourth and final question of this Mighty Dollar jackpot is the toughest part of it and is what requires you to enter uh, the contest multiple times. So, uh, you know, gird your loins and buckle your seatbelts because question four is exact receiving yards for Brandon Cooks. I like it. So that's going to separate the men from the boys and the money from the mopey. And like uh, there's not a ton of analytical breakdown you can do on a question like that. But just to wrap up our boom jackpot contest, so we have a real official hot take pod jackpot entry. Let me get your guesses. I'm going to go something like 96 yards. Love it. And I want to be close to that 100-yard mark for sure, but I'm, not, I'm thinking that Woods is going to get production as well. Um, I even think that Josh Reynolds is going to be used. So I'm, I'm going to go in something like 96 yards, one big play, and he'll probably have something like four <laughs> yeah. catches. Yeah, that was really close to what I was going to go for. I'm, I was going to go for about like five catches for 92 yards. Love it. I don't, I don't think he's going to have any huge chunk plays, but I think that they're going to have to get him involved in some end-around type stuff, some misdirection. Those aren't uh, receiving some, yards. Exactly. That's why, I, <laughs> that's why I think he'll be a little bit lower. Uh, the Patriots are really going to try to bottle him up. I don't think Belichick's going to let him beat them through the air, so I think they're going to try to get him involved somehow in the ground game as well. Uh, but he's definitely going to be their primary guy that the Rams are going to. So that's why I think he'll still get up to like 92 yards, but I don't expect him to go over a hundred because I think that they're going to try to get him involved in some of those plays that are going to be considered as rushing yards. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. That's a solid boom jackpot entry. First time. You'll never forget your first time. Hot takers. That's true. <laughs> All right. Uh, so now I'm yeah, so big, where are you at, Rick? outside of prop betting. Oh, where am I at for that? Yeah. Um, we both in the nineties. So are you feeling the same or are you kind of going over that hundred yard mark? So for me, with Brandon Cooks, it's either big or nothing. I'm never going to put him down for 55 yards. And I do think he will have a strong game. So I'm going to put him down for 126. That's pretty strong. With a couple of really big plays. um, Because the Rams have to take shots to win the game. 
and right. and completing those shots will do so much for how their dynamic their offense can be. Yeah. They're going to get that. a couple of play action looks in the second half as this game develops and the game is going to hinge on the, over whether Goff can convert those play action passes. Yeah, that's going to be a big moment in the Super Bowl is a Brandon Cooks big play because that's going to he really wants that obviously. I mean, this is going to be a big game for him without mm-hmm. question, but there's it's more, it means a little bit more to him going against his former team. Yeah, and in a game that could be uh not as high scoring and could come down to both teams playing outstanding special teams, which they do. A 40-50 yard pass flips the field and completely changes the game. So both teams will be looking for a play like that. And the Rams are much more likely to convert it off of simple play action. I think the Patriots will have to get a little gadgety for their big plays, but it fuels into the next topic. Yeah, most definitely. Um, Real quick before we move on to that, just uh you know prop bets like what are you on bovada right now rick i'm in new jersey baby i'm legal <laughs> well i'm saying i thought you said that you you had pulled up a bovada earlier uh, yeah 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 for yeah, props i got i use bovada i use five dimes and i compare them you get, okay cool the, the rookie sports better will only use one site the most important thing to learn as you get older is you have to use multiple sites and compare prices you got to go shopping baby well i wanted to know if you had that pulled up right now what philip dorsett's yards were uh, oh i time. don't but it would take me five seconds to get it okay got it. yeah because i was i was just curious i went to just kind of open that up for conversation because this is a guy who's been involved he's had a touchdown uh each of the last three weeks um, he's on the field a lot with him and Edelman. So yeah. I kind of want to look at him. Like if we're talking about these big shots that need to take place, he's going to be the, one of the guys for, uh, for the Patriots. It's going to be him or Chris Hogan. And um, now that you're talking about it, he's gotten some red zone looks, not a bad anytime touchdown guy. Most definitely. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely looking at him as somebody, um, you know, I'm kind of looking at those prop bets and he's an interesting guy always. Because he's been involved, but nobody he doesn't have the name recognition. Exactly. And it would be very Patriots fitting if everyone's playing these one-game DFS contests and the touchdowns are – everyone's big on White and Edelman and the touchdowns are scored by Burkhead and Dorsett. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) Now that I'm in New Jersey. Any other contests that you want to talk about? doesn't want to – say it again? Any other contests you want to talk about before we uh, move on here? Boom fantasy is a lot of the same. Like every question for every Super Bowl contest is going to have Brady or Goff in it. So I think it's a really, really good opportunity for casual DFS players to try boom, get in there, stake your claim, think about the game, and then match your contest with your narrative. And then you could be a huge winner with very little investment. We're not talking double ups. We're talking about a dollar to 15 hunch. Let's get it right out. Boom fantasy. Love it. Love it. Uh, Blake, you want to talk about uh, what you think the score will be to this game? Because we've covered pretty much every other aspect. Yeah, it's kind of ironic when I was kind of running the scenarios through my head of what I thought could happen. You know, I'm thinking a couple touchdowns, a couple field goals for each team, and I'm madding it up, and I'm like, 30 to 27, that's 57. That's right there. (laughs) I'm like, that's the lines. I can't do the lines. Uh, That looks bad. But that's, that's honestly my gut feeling is that it will be a 30 to 27 game. Patriots winning by three. Mm. I think both teams are going to kick two field goals. Uh, and then I think there's going to be one team that – well, I should say one team's going to have two field goals and one team's going to have one field goal. And I think that's what's going to separate them as, as, far, as, uh, as far as the spread. Did you hear Tony Romo's prediction? I, I believe he said 28-24. And he said the final team, team doesn't win. The team with the ball last will lose. Wow. 
I love that. Just to check back on what we were talking about, Philip Dorsett's receiving yards prop is 28.5, and he is plus 260 to score an anytime touchdown, and I'm kind of liking that now. Yeah, I'm definitely liking that. I think we could do a little teaser there. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely something there. I mean, what has he done in the last few weeks? I know he hasn't actually been huge on the receiving yards, but he has had a touchdown. Yeah, he Uh, caught a touchdown against the Chargers. Yeah, I think he only had, like, what, 29 yards in that game, something like that? Barely, yeah. Um, the so. thing is, though, I mean, that's two catches. That's not, that's not a high total. I mean, you could put anybody at 29 yards and have a fair chance of going over. And if somebody's had a hot hand lately, it's yeah. not unreasonable to think that they would do it. No, and he's on the field a lot. So, yeah, that's definitely something to look at for sure. And um, you, got, you got Peters and, um, and, and Tlaib. They're on Hogan and Edelman, respectively. Or maybe they put Tlaib on, on Gronk. And then you got Fowler maybe covering Gronk, covering a tight end. Ho- Hogan and Dorsett are going to be the guys in mismatches. One of them is going to get Roby Coleman. And they're going to pick on Roby Coleman. Exactly. Exactly. And it could be both. Both of them, these guys could have, you know, a, a big play. Um, so, yeah, this I'm, – I'm close to you, Blake, here. I'm going to go 31-27 because um, I think that the uh, – that the Patriots will cover. Um, but that 28-24 is interesting because that was the first number that numbers that popped up in my head. And uh, 28-24 has kind of been a thing all year because there's always that 52, 52 and a half. Like I've seen that. that, yeah, that magic number. What's that? It's a magic number for football, 52. Oh, my God. And 52 or 52 and a half has been mm-hmm. a, a huge line all season long. So I'm always thinking of that 28-24. So that's interesting that Romo said that. So, yeah, I'm thinking like some like 31-27. What do you think, Rick? What, what is your score? I like 31-23 Rams. Uh, I think the pressure, the interior pressure – listen, I'm a Giants fan. I know what it takes to beat Tom Brady. Sure. And the Eagles were very close to losing to Tom Brady, but they had an outside pass rush, and they got their one turnover. Uh, the, the, the Falcons lost to Tom Brady because they ran out of gas. They had no pass rush. Right. Interior pass rush is the make or break of a football game and is the absolute kryptonite for a quick release stud quarterback. And if the Rams can effectively rush up the middle yep. and if the Rams can effectively bring pressure with four, they are going to be at a huge advantage in this football game. No, you're, you're definitely right. And I love that word kryptonite because if Tom Brady is the Superman of the NFL, uh, then this is certainly his kryptonite, Aaron Donald, and that pass rush for the Rams. Um, but you're right. You know, if, if they can hold up and they can be there late in the game still making plays when the Patriots are tired, uh, it, it could be a make-or-break sort, of, uh, sort of scenario for the Rams. No, I love that. I mean, you know, you're the only one to go to the Rams, obviously, Rick, so uh, we appreciate that because we are all about a hot take here. Let's go. Um, And now, once you have your narrative, you line it up, and I've got some really interesting novelty props that go along with that narrative. I love it. I love it. Yeah, we'll have to talk, man. Oh, we're not doing the wacky props? Oh, you want to get into some wacky ones? Yeah, I I tossed it up to you. I mean, yeah, let's let's do one wacky one before we get out of here. Oh, one one wacky one. Oh my god. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give you two because these are really easy. One is uh. How many players will have a passing attempt over 2.5? I love this one because, like I said, if the Patriots need a big play, they got to get gadgety, right? Edelman throws passes. Uh, they have running backs that can throw passes. The, the Rams have wide receivers that can throw passes, and Johnny Hecker can throw passes. So there are lots of auxiliary quarterback-capable pieces in this game. So over 2.5 players to attempt to pass I think is a nice bet. And 
this is one that I have nailed in years past. Who will the MVP thank first? The favorite is thanks their teammates. And the reason is because Tom Brady always thanks his teammates first. So if you think the Patriots are going to win, Tom Brady is minus 120 at MVP, but plus 160 thanks his teammates first. So you can almost weasel your way into increased odds for Brady MVP. However, if you think a non-Brady entity will win most valuable player. You got to go with God at plus 175. You do a Twitter bio search. You see who's got Bible verses in their bios. It's not Jared Goff and Todd Gurley, but I do believe that if one of them will, wins MVP, they will thank God first. So, okay, where are the other options? God? Uh, the other so options are your, are, are, uh, your city, your coach, uh, your wife and the fans, those are all long shots. I'm telling you, there are only two options here. So it's God or teammates. I'm telling you, it's God or teammates. I might just put 20 on each. So if it's golf, then it's definitely God. And if it's uh, Brady, then it's teammates. The only definite is Brady thanking his teammates first. The Got only it. definite. Got it. But I'm, I'm very much team thank God for just about everybody else. I'm liking the the 2.5 over under for, you know, how many players have a passing attempt. Oh, Obviously, yeah. we had the Philly special last year. Oh, yeah. Um, Julian Edelman is known to throw passes um, in these games. So, yeah, no, I, I, I would be kind of leaning that towards that over. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad one. I, that one lit me up. You know, there's so many props for Super Bowls, literally a thousand, and you have to do your due diligence. But like we said, if you believe the game will progress a certain way, you yes. can line up some bets to, to, to accommodate that narrative and end up pretty profitable. I love it. I love it, man. All right. Well, why don't you uh, lead us up here with your hot bowl prediction? It's going to tie into uh, something you were talking about earlier. Hot bowl prediction. The Rams got to win. They got to get big plays. Their biggest play guy is Brandon Cooks. Now me, I'm down on Brandon Cooks at normally, which is crazy because I'm a big fan of the revenge game and nobody's been doing the revenge game better than Brandon Cooks recently. Two games against the Saints, two games over 100 yards. This will be his biggest game against the Patriots. He actually has a little bit mini revenge Super Bowl because if you remember in the Patriots Super Bowl last year, he got laid out early and and uh, did not finish the game. Am I right? right? I don't think he came back in the game. He got he was laid knocked out. out very early on. He was right. He was knocked out of the game. So Brandon Cooks uh, lost a Super Bowl. And if he's really into himself, could feel partially responsible because it was a pass-heavy game that he wasn't involved in in the second half. So Brandon Cooks is out to prove a point. He's been kicked off. A mul- um, he's been shipped from multiple. I don't want to say kicked off. He's been right. shipped from multiple teams that did not want to commit to his uh, perceived elite status. This could be a big-time showout game, and all that slides into the narrative for Cooks going over 100 yards on Sunday. I love it, man. I love it. Blake, who you got for your hot bowl prediction? Yeah, it's definitely a hot bowl prediction. I love it. Brandon Cooks have a huge game. Yeah, no, it works, man. It's getting to the point where I don't even know if mine's hot and bold, even though it (laughs) seems like it on paper. You look at what James White – When you say it's bold, it's got to be. Man, the last couple of years I've been all over James White in the playoffs. It's finally starting to catch up where the crowd's like – looking over your shoulder right there with you, you know. But James White, 10-plus receptions, 100-plus yards, two-plus touchdowns in the Super Bowl. I hate to say it, but I I think he's the MVP, even though Brady will get it because most of James White's production is going to come from Tom Brady. He should have been MVP of the Atlanta game. Yes, James White is the MVP. James White is the MVP, even though Brady will get it. He earns it. 
Yeah, I, I would. That would be insane. I, I cannot see a scenario with that happening. Like, if the Patriots win, there's no way that Tom Brady isn't getting that MVP. Deion um, Branch won an MVP. He sure did. But I mean, this this could be you know Brady's last ride. You never know. So no, they it's were, not. They're gonna want to give it to Brady. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. They're gonna want to give it to Brady. Um, Fair play. <laughs> I'm just saying, James White would have to do do a hell of a lot. Um, yes, I agree. Um, but. I'm with you, Blake. James White, I'm pumping him all day on DraftKings as far as the, uh, the captain showdown. Uh, you got to have him in there. Um, if you think that the Patriots are going to be you know, passing the ball uh, a good amount, and like I said earlier, Tom Brady, what, he, throw, he throws the ball 40-plus times, almost guaranteed in the Super Bowl, uh, James White's going to get a great deal of that. So, I mean, I think that's fair. I, I did that 10, 10 catches, 100 yards, two touchdowns. I think that's fair for James White this week. Um, so I guess I'll, you know, this isn't really going out on the limb, uh, but I'm saying 350 plus yards for Tom Brady. And usually my bold predictions are a lot bolder, but that's okay. <laughs> I, I want to be right this week. And I want to say that 350 plus yards, four touchdowns for Tom Oof. Brady. And that fourth touchdown is coming on the last drive. Um, because like we all know, I love that narrative. And this year it's going to be TB12 getting another Super Bowl, and of course the discussion afterwards is going to be, is he coming back, what's going on with the Patriots, yada, yada, yada. So Tom Brady is going to go off um, in the Super Bowl just like he has in the past. The four touchdowns is actually a hot take. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was going to go three. Let's up it one with four. Um, you know, he, he's done it before in the Super Bowl, um, but he's only done it one time. So He only did it one time this whole season, and it was against the Jets Week 17. How about one? How about one on the ground? Look, oh, okay. yeah. you sneak at the goal line. Now that's a prop, baby. Hey, I've, I've seen Tom Brady do it many a time. If they get down to the one inch line, they might just let him do it. That is a prop. I love that. That's like awesome. Rick, Rick, tell the fine folks uh, where they can download the uh, Boom Fantasy app, and uh, also tell them what you got coming for them. If you got any content coming up, uh, tell the fine folks where that would be. It's Boom Fantasy, baby, on the App Store, Android version as well. We, we got what you need. Uh, it, Boom Fantasy, B-O-O-M, we got it. Uh, check us out on YouTube. Follow me, at the Rick Rosen. You know what? Boom also made a, a soccer app. If you're a soccer fan, NBC Sports Predictor, we made that. Uh, over 60K players uh, in the most recent match day. So check that out. But check out Boom Fantasy for DFS. That's football. Basketball still kicking. Jackpot's rising. And uh, – it's just going to get more and more fun. And I'm working on something for AAF. I love it. I love it, Rick. Yo, thanks for coming on the show, man. You've been a lot of fun. Uh, do you do any basketball by any chance? You I've been making two basketball videos a day for six weeks, brother. Oh, man. I got to have you on uh, my, uh, my basketball show. We'll talk. It's a deal. It's a date. We'll the, definitely the boom talk. Viewers, the boom viewers are in their own respective chat. Also a big fan of the show, guys. You're getting some love on the boom app. Love, love it, you guys. Love it. Blake, uh, it's been a pleasure, man. On behalf of Blake Sullivan, my name is Stephen Taroni. Be on the lookout for all of our content. Uh, Blake over at rotoballer.com. I will be pumping out some of these free agent articles on Fantrax HQ. We will continue to give you all the fantasy football that you love on the Hot Take Podcast. My name is Stephen Taroni. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Hot Take Podcast. 
Check out Fantrax HQ and Rotoballer for your fantasy sports news and analysis. All the guys on Twitter at Stephen underscore Taroni and at Blake Sullivan FF. See ya!